afternoon. It's your girl Marquita Vian, the host of the Pink Link Podcast. And today we are live. The Pink Link is live. You know, why not? It's convenient. Um, and your girl got on blue because your girl got something to do and it's hot out. And so I was like, we're going to do some blue on this sunny day, you know? So, hi, Auntie Shaky. And so we're waiting on him to join. And once he's joined, I'm going to add him on so that he can just share his story and how he got, how he went from jail and now, you know, just living his purpose and serving pets. Like, we serve people. We can all serve service pets and, and be of service to those animals that God has blessed and created on this earth. So, he should be joining shortly. Hey, gorgeous. Thank you. And so, this video will definitely be posted on to YouTube. Um, I posted one today because it was like a short, easy edit. Um, did it in Prompto. Content is content. And we pushing it out this year. And so, um... Yes, but I, I have some rolling out because, you know, I'll be out of time next week. So, the ones that I'm doing live, we're going to be repurposing on the podcast, you all. So, if you're over here on Instagram and you see this, make sure you go subscribe to the Pink Link Podcast on YouTube. And if you're at YouTube, make sure you go to Instagram and subscribe to Marquita Vian. That's me. Hmm? And at the Pink Link Podcast, if you would like. Because we got to run it up. And I definitely thank you all who have been supporting thus far. Um, just small talk as he come on. He just messaged me, so hopefully he'll be joining shortly. Um, I'm trying to see what else I can tell y'all. Um, the newest video, like I just said, the guy uh, I met in Goodwill because you know I'm going to Chicago, so I'm trying to find a long coat, like a trench coat look. I wanted the white one, <laughs> and so um, that video was posted. So go back and watch that and just listen to that story because I didn't even get the coat. The coat was messed up, and um, so I did end up finding one. And it costs more to get it clean at the cleaners than it did in the Goodwill. So, yeah, that's a trip. And let me tell you this, because I literally was Googling it, and it was saying the coat was worth 33000 So, I don't know. I don't know if that's that coat or another th coat. I think it's another brand. They got it mixed up on Google. But he be, he be was showing me, like, all kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, that's the thing. But... That's something you always, you have to commit to as well. So, I was like, yeah, that sounds good, but that's a job. That's a lot. You kind of focus on one thing. And I'm focused on content over here at the Pink Link Podcast. So, doing that, that would be another, another, another task. Now, if I just run across something, that's great. He's logging on now, you all. So, I can't see who else has joined. But, hey, how you doing? And, um, once again, please be sure... Um, to go check out the Pink Link podcast on YouTube, and Mr. Jay Horton is coming on, and there he go. Um, send a join request. His name is it Running Edge South Florida. Go support and follow him, you all as well. Awesome story. So I'm gonna add him on. Okay, there you go. Hi there. Good afternoon. How are you? Doing great. How are you, you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you for coming on, and it's definitely a pleasure to have you at the Pink Link. All right. Been looking forward to this. Me too. So once again, I'm going to start everything over from the beginning for those who may be joining or if you're watching, you know, later. Um. I'm Marquita Vian, the host of the Pink Link Podcast, where we have powerful, innovative 
next level conversations with AK because we fancy like that over here. And so we actually go out and, you know, have individuals like Mr. J Horton here come on, share their stories, what is business, purpose, whatever that they're doing to create the life that they desire. And so um, when I saw his story on Facebook, we've been Facebook friends for quite some time. Yes, um, yes. I think it may have started with the workout 2.0 fitness. What do you think? Yeah, you it, was, it was a workout I used to have, yeah. Right. right. Okay, so that's how me and him um, are friends on Facebook. And so I was like, wow, this is an awesome story. Um, and so now I'm going to let Mr. J. Horton introduce himself to you all so that you can get, you know, his rundown. And then I will, you can hand it back over to me when you finish introducing yourself, Mr. J. Horton. My name is is actually Jerome Horton. Most people call me Jay. Um, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, most people call me call me Jay. I've been in a uh, veterinarian technician for over 20 plus years. Um, got into this by accident um, and been going at it ever since. Wow. Back to you. 20 plus years so the story um the little rundown i saw on facebook you had went to jail and so how long were you in jail when you was in jail two years okay so two years may i ask what for you can decline no it was possession okay okay so doing the wrong at the wrong time hustle hustle hard you are out there hustling every day hustling up in the streets Thought I was gonna be okay. the man. Huh? They thought I was gonna be the man. It turns out that I wasn't. Yeah, you was trying to be like Pablo Escobar, huh? Yeah, Y'all okay. thought that back then. Exactly. A lot of people were striving. A lot of people were striving. Yeah. That was the goal. Oh man. And so, um, you get out, and you you mentioned your mom. I got out. It's a funny story. I got out on I got out on probation and the one of the stipulations is I had to have a job when I was on probation. I had to have an honest job. So I got out, I was staying with my mom, and I think I was off maybe a day or two. And my mom, we had a dog, and my mom told me to come with her and we go to the ride with her to go take the dog to the store. I mean to the vet. So I go with her, like, okay, I'm finna go with her. So we go, we take the dog to the vet, and we get in the, the office. The doctor checks the dog out. Um, uh, old white man, Dr. Taylor, one of the best pe people I ever went on to meet, treated me like a father after. But anyway, uh, we are in the, the exam room. The doctor, he examines the dog, tells my mom after he examines the dog to step out of the room. So I'm looking like, why is he telling her to step out of the room? Well, as she leaves the room, he says to me, I heard you're looking for a job. In my mind, I'm saying to myself, no, no, I'm not. He said, your mom told me you're looking for a job. I said, okay. He said, well, I have an opening in our kennel bathing animals. And I said, well, I look like bathing animals. This is what, what I'm actually saying in my mind. And he says, well, let me put it to you like this. He says, I'll never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do. And when he said that to me, it stuck out at me. I'm like, why is he saying that? The fact that he's just telling me that, and maybe that means he's not going to try to step down on me, like treat me like a kid. So I said, okay, I'll take the job. So mind you, this job, I live in Liberty City, Miami. 
if most of you know where that's that's at. This job, this hospital was down in Kendall. So back then, I wasn't driving, so it was either you catch the bus or you catch the metro rail. Well, I had to catch both. So it was literally an hour ride on the trail and on the bus to work and an hour ride back from work. Well, I ended up staying there for 11 years working for you. So let me cut you off right there. So you said it was an hour to and from. So what hours were you commuting back and forth to work? What what were the time had, you had to be there? I had to be to work at 8 o'clock. So I left my house probably like 6.30 to catch the bus and the Metro Rail down south to make it there by. So you was out of school by this time? You had oh, to I was, leave the school? Yeah, I've been out of school. I went out of school once I was Huh? I went out of school once I went to jail. <laughs> okay. I got you. So that was the wrap. Um, by the time you came home, you was grown enough to start working and providing. Okay. So for you to be there 11 years. 11 and, years. And have, have that commute the entire 11 years? Or yeah. did you move closer to the job? No, nah, I never moved close. I stay, always stay down there. Never moved close. Wow. I actually moved further away. Well, by the end, I hadn't got a car from working there. But I actually moved further away from the hospital. Wow. But so, is that what you want to say? I'll say, but, but, you know, by then, and he was, like, considered family to me. It was kind of like working at a family hospital by that point. So I didn't want right. to leave. Right. Right. So did you have a, a, a fun of animals or did you ever have a pet besides your mom's pet? No, we had pets when I was younger, but back then there was no such thing as, you know, veterinarians taking your dog to the veterinarians. Right. You know, they got sick. They got sick. So I was shocked when she said she was taking the dog to the veterinarian because I was like, you don't never take dogs to the veterinarian. Right. So that was <laughs> what got me into it. And then once I got into it, you know, I came in bathing animals and as I was you know bathing animals you know he started telling me you know showing me little things you know how to do this and then I was always the type I ask questions no matter what it is if I think about something I'll ask a question about it so I always asked him questions or if I saw somebody doing something I always would walk by and say hey what are you doing how you do that why you do that I always ask the question so as people started leaving he started asking me do you want to do you want to do this you want to do that and I was like yeah so now I just started climbing, doing dentals. Then you started, yeah. Then you start. I started cleaning dogs' teeth, and you start. I started assisting in surgery, like, and then it just moved on and on until you know you just started teaching me more and more things that till this day I still remember. Wow! So you was there eleven years, and that's all you've ever done since you came home, right? That's all I've ever done. That's it. Nothing else. Wow. So, um, when these pets come in, what what is the scope of the work that you're doing now? Like different surgeries or well, what is it that you're doing? Doing surgeries, but then by doing surgeries, you don't get to meet people as much as you want. And I kind of like to meet people to find out, to see different things. So now I'm a triage person. So meaning when they come in for an emergency, I'm the person that they come and say what's going on. I triage the pet, tell them, they can tell me what's going on. Then 
I'll go to the doctor, tell the doctor, this is what's going on. They did this. They didn't do this. And then the doctor would examine the pet with me. And then doctor would go in and talk to them, tell them what are the next steps to get their pet healthy. Once they tell them what their steps are, then they'll tell me, okay, this is what it's going to get. It's going to get x-rays, blood work, you know, whatever it is. And then I'll do that. And then that's how it goes on towards working to get their pets back on the street to, to, to help. Okay. Okay, because this is my first dog. And like you said, growing up, we didn't, the dog was outside in the yard. He ate what we ate. You get what I'm saying? So That's right. with this being my first dog and me wanting to be a good pet mom, I don't feed him. Well, no, I can't say I don't feed him type of because he might get a little bit of what I'm eating sometimes. Yeah, but no bones. <laughs> what you say? Don't do it. I, yeah, I'm just saying now, nah, most people are going to give them that table food. Right. <laughs> and so um, now I know that he shouldn't have bones. So what did your take on that? Because someone was telling me he's a dog. He, sh he should eat bones. And I'm like, no, they said that it was cut up his lining his stomach. So no, I'm not giving my baby bones. Yeah, you should never, so ever, ever give your dog bones. I don't care what anybody tell you. I'm telling you from my point of view and what I see on the daily. Never give because one day I, I promise you there will become a problem with them eating bones. And there's so many bad things that can happen. I don't know if I lost you or not. Okay. Did I lose you? Okay. So, so by giving bones, you got to remember, sometimes they don't chew the bones up enough. They're dogs. So they might swallow that bone and it might, it's so many things that can go wrong. It can scratch their trachea, it can get stuck in their throat. It can go down and cut the lining of their stomach, their intestines. It can get stuck. Like it's so many bad things that can go from them chewing bones. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, that's when we were why young, they did that. Died when we was younger, like, like what mm -hmm. happened to Rex? Rex then went on home. And you think about it. Back then, you didn't know why dogs died. There was no reason to know. You could just say one minute he was fine, the next minute, you know, you woke up and he was dead. And they could have been from so many things. You could have gave him a bone the night before. Wow. And you never know what happened. You can say, oh, he was eating. I just gave him something. Something you gave him could have been one of the reasons. Wow. I mean, I just definitely found it interesting. And so... um <clears throat> Throughout the 20 years, what is one of your fondest memories or did, have you ever became attached to a pet or you didn't spend that much time with pets? You know, you just, they're basically in and out with you. Have you ever had an attachment to a pet that maybe you saw? No, you get attached to pets all the time. There's no one in this field that does not get attached to pets. Right. You'll get attached to a pet probably once a week because one of the gratifying things about this field is you'll see a pet come in and they're sick. They're like weak. They're most people think they're on their deathbed. And then as the days go on, you'll see that pet getting better, better, depending on the quality of care that they're getting. You'll see that pet getting better and better to a point where you'll see that pet actually go home. And that's one of the most gratifying things that you will ever see. Rather, they come from surgery and they got better, or you just got them treatments and they gotten better. But the fact, one of the best things any technician, doctor will tell you in this field is seeing a pet come in really, really sick and go home really, really healthy. The fact that, wow. you know, the gratitude that their moms and their dads will show you just because they know you got their family member back home to them healthy is an amazing, amazing feeling. 
And that's the thing, like, some people say they they get out on me because I used to be afraid of heads growing up. You know, mm -hmm. we had dogs, but my, how they was teaching me with the dogs, like, get a ritter and have me running from the heads, that it had, it took years for me to train myself to finally be open to having a pet in my home. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't for me. He was for my children. But now he's my pet. And literally, like, people like, she treats that dog like a child, but it's like he's a part of the family. That's like, right. he's a big kid. He's a baby. Uh-huh. He is. Most pets do. You A lot of people get pets because, to me, they teach your kids responsibilities. Like, because you're trying to teach your kid that you have to walk the dog, you have to change the cat litter. Like, so many things that you tell them if they don't do it on that time, they don't do it. Don't get me wrong. Some fall short because it ended up becoming their job. Like you say, it became your job, so then it became your pet and not their pet. But, again, you just grown to love it. You thought it was just going to be for them, but you end up loving it more than they did. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> I was like, look at God, because I had no clue that this would be my dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. I will say this. I don't know how long you had your dog for, but one thing I tell most people when you're a new dog owner, rather it's a puppy or you just got a dog, one thing that definitely wasn't around when we were younger was pet insurance. I tell every single person, get pet insurance, because in the long run, it's going to help you. When you get a doctor bill, when you have pet insurance, it makes a, a world of difference but for your for your pet, for you, and for that hospital. Wow. Well, I need to get some because I be paying out of pocket. Yeah. You need to look into it. You just get the regular checkups and stuff now. Yeah. But you know, but look basic. into it because there's so many pet insurances out there to get. You just have to pick one that's better for you. There's some that pay you know, before you, you have to pay the doctor, there's some that'll make you pay and then they'll reimburse you the money back. So there's so many ways of pet insurance is working. But I will tell you to choose one that works for you. Right. Oh, okay. I'm definitely going to look into it. Trust me. If I'm trying to read the question. Trust me, it does. My dog ate one of my power ranger toys and that bill was crazy. Wow. Yeah, because they get stuck. It's the same as a, as a we call them yeah, we call them foreign bodies. Because there's so many things dogs can eat. Um toys, you know, we literally just had one today that ate a tampon. Um there's so many different things. They eat socks. Yeah, you have to be shirts. mindful. Yeah, they eat so many things. Yep, and they'll eat it. They're they're dogs, they will eat it. So when you have, and that's a very, very, foreign bodies are a very costly uh, ER visit. So if you have insurance, it's not that costly of an ER visit because your insurance most times covers your, your visit. There's wow. other things you can go, there's things like um, care credit. You can get most hospitals except care credit. Um, there's so many ways that you can go about, you know, paying it rather than saying, hey, I don't have the money. It's best to go and get them checked anyway and let most hospitals will tell you, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried applying for this? And they'll tell you certain things to apply for that'll help you if you don't have, you know, the money to pay. Right, because, I mean, who would want to be in a position like, I say the, you know, he's like a child. Like, I would want, definitely want to make sure I get him the care that he needs and the help. Mm -hmm. it's, for me, something was to happen um, like mm -hmm. that. You know? 
So I thank you for telling me. I'm literally about to cry like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another thing that you, I'll tell everyone that you want to do with puppies is you want to get them vaccinated. Number yeah. one, you want them vaccinated. Because there are so many diseases that they can get from not being vaccinated that, too, that actually can be very deadly to puppies. So wow. you want to get them vaccinated and you don't, want them, you don't want them going around other dogs until they are completely vaccinated. Right. Because he go to daycare and they send out the things like he can't come unless everything is up to date. Mm -hmm. Which is because one thing he can get can affect their whole hospital, their whole daycare. Because there's things like kennel cough, there's respiratory, you know, that they can get. It's just like taking a kid to daycare. One kid gets sick, can spread um, that throughout the whole hospital. I mean, throughout yeah, the whole school. Um, when I adopted him two years ago, um, he had kennel cough once we got him home. Let me tell you, though. Let me tell y'all how this happened, that he actually, I felt comfortable with him coming home. When we got the dog, he did not bark at all. So that lessened the intimidation, you know, that I had because he wasn't barking. So he was just quiet, you know, for a few days. And then he was start, he started coughing or he was coughing during the time. But I guess because he had the kennel cough, he couldn't bark. So mm -hmm. that's how he actually, you know, got up in here. Because he would be acting like he act when somebody knocked on that door. He would be yeah. in my house. Well, yeah, because <laughs> he probably had kiddos. He probably had kiddos. So I said, well, look at God, because <laughs> God knew he wouldn't be up in here acting like that. <laughs> and look at him yeah. now. He probably don't stop barking. Yeah, he, yeah. he barks. I mean, when he started barking, we were shocked because we thought he didn't bark. And then oh, no. once we got him, I took him to the vet, and they treated him for the kennel cough because we had adopted him from a shelter. Um, He came, you know, back to his barking self. But mm -hmm. I was um, okay with him by then, you know. He wasn't right. you know, barking at me. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so um, is there any questions out there someone may want to ask? And what else I want to ask you? What? How do you feel about the adoption process or breeding? Do you prefer adoption or breeding for those who are looking to, you know, maybe get their first pet? I'm more, of a, more along the lines of adopting because – I mean, actually, either one of them doesn't matter because I like adopt adoption because I think you're giving a pet as probably was not going to, was unwanted and unloved. You're giving them another opportunity to be loved and wanted. You know, when you're adopting a pet, you're, you know, sometimes they euthanize pets if they're not adopted. You're actually giving them, you're actually giving them a chance at life by adopting them. And sometimes some pets are left, you know, on the streets because no one wants them or they couldn't they couldn't handle it. They're turned over to the shelters because, hey, we couldn't afford them. You might can afford them and you might can give that dog a better life, than, uh, you know, from the people that turned them over. Um, I'm big on breeding. I like breedings, too. It all depends on some people have certain breeds that they want. Like right now, the breed of choice now is Frenchies. Everybody wants a Frenchie. Nothing about the 10,000, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're up there. But the thing about them, with Frenchie, there's a lot come with owning a Frenchie. You're not just going to get a dog and say, hey, I paid 10,000. I'm going to breed them and I'm going to make 10, 10 more thousand. It's not like that. That breed is a very, very tough breed to raise because the they have so many. Yeah, not even their temperament. They have a lot of things that can go wrong. 
Like they have breathing problems. They have, you know, they're big on chewing things, um, foreign bodies. Like it's so many things that happen with that breed compared to any other breed. Every breed has, has their shortcomings. I'll put it to you like that. No matter what it is, they have their shortcomings. So if you're going to breed some, a certain dog, if you want to look, always look into what goes into that dog. What can go wrong, you have to understand what can go wrong, and you have to understand what it costs to treat what can go wrong. Because you just can't go and get a $10,000 dog and say, hey, I got no money to treat it. Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you. Okay, my bad. But, um... Dang, she she called. I told her I had a, a podcast today. She must have forgot. So it went somewhere. It's gonna come back though. I had it right there, but she called twice. Um, <clears throat> what is that question? Well, let me ask you this. I want that question because it was important. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what would you say to um someone who's watching? and maybe trying to, you know, step out and do something different that they haven't done out of their comfort zone. What would you say? What what got you through stepping into this new territory when you first started? Uh, you just have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to be willing to try something. I always tell you, always be willing to try something once. You might like it. If you don't like it, then guess what? You can always walk away from it. But if you really? like it, you can always make it a career. So always try something, no matter what it is. You know, some you just can see something somebody do. Even as a job, some people just need jobs. Some people you'll hear them say, "Oh, I don't want to do that," or "I won't do that." Never say I won't do that because it might turn out to be something that you like doing, which is what happened to me. It was something I knew nothing about, and I was so ready to say, "Man, I'm not gonna do that." And then I said, you know, I actually listened to him and said, "Let me just hear what he's saying. What he's talking about." And look at me now. I'm 20 plus years still in the same field and i can't say you know can't say anything i i got two brothers that two younger brothers they're in this field because i told them about it i got them they both started working under me and now they both work at two different hospitals and Thank running their hospitals that's yeah. amazing so it's just you know i'll never say never right so this is what i was gonna ask you um and I probably should have been looked it up, but this is a great question in case someone's watching. How do you go about, like, I adopted him, and he's a lab, but he's a lab mixed with something. So how do I go about trying to find that out? I go on, like, a doggy DNA or ask the veterinarian to do a test run or something? Or yeah, you actually, you actually can take him in. You ask Some veterinarian does it, and some vet is, you can do a DNA test on him. But some vets don't do it. You know, I think it's a it's a costly test. Right, I think test. my vet didn't do it, and that's why we didn't we ain't got the test yet. When we asked him about it when we first adopted him, I don't think they did it. It's a very costly test to do it. But I, I, my honest opinion, if it's a mixed breed, I wouldn't even worry about it. Most breeders does it because they want to know what breed is coming with their dog. But if it's like a mixed breed, I wouldn't even worry about it because they can be mixed with so much that, you know, once you find out what all they're mixed with, then what? There's right. nothing going to come from it. But, like, a lot of breeders do it because they want to know, you know, certain people want this strand in their dog or they want um, this strand in their dog. So most breeders do it so they can tell you, hey, it carries this carrier, it carries that carrier. And it just gives them a way to, you know, to charge more or what they're going to charge for their right. pets. 
Oh. Money is involved, but right, exactly. Raising, raising it, one over there. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people if it's a mixed green, they ask me, "What do I think you mix with?" I always tell them it's all American. Right. Whatever you want it to be is what it is. Right. All American. That's a great one. That's great. Yeah. So it's definitely been a pleasure. I don't want to keep holding you. I know you got more to do today and stuff like that and get it done. And so um, is there any last words you would like to offer the audience before we log off? Uh, just as I always said, always get your dogs vaccinated. Um, look into insurance. Um just do your research on any dog that you're or cat that you're gonna get. Just do your research, and just do your best to love them the best as if they were your own kids. Exactly, I love that because they are children. They, they are children. The pet world, <laughs> and humans like us to care for them. And so, like I, I always say here at the Pink Link Podcast, you are great in the life you desire. You create just like Mr. Jerome Horton here, creating the life he desire. And as he stated, I always give it one shot. You know, before you just knock it out and say no, it ain't for me. That ain't I won't do that. Mm -mm, no, give it a try. You never know. He's mm -hmm. over two know. years now. That's right. Yeah. You never know what your plan is. Right. And alignment, you know, some things are just aligning just for you to be able to have that opportunity. But sometimes mm -hmm. you may walk away from something that was in alignment for your life. That's right. Because so, it was in alignment for yours, right? That's right. I'll tell anybody that story, man. I was here for a reason. That was my reason. Amen. I love it. Well, um, thank you once again. It's been, definitely been a pleasure. Keep on creating the life you're desiring over there. Mr. I appreciate the invite. You're welcome. Have a blessed one. We logging off, y'all. That's right. Make sure you bye, watch bye, on bye. YouTube. Go support, support gotcha. All right. Bye-bye.